Good day, everyone. This is Dario Archer, and welcome to the Natural Choice Network, a local platform and meeting place where sustainable living comes live. Naturalchoice.net and Natural Choice Network Companion Guide have many great ways for a conscious community to connect, to stay up to date on green resources, natural health, natural food, and mind spirit. And you can also stay connected right here with me the first and second Tuesdays at half past noon on Alternative Talk 1150. Today, my guest is Wanda Buckner. She is a people and pet psychic and healer, a gifted intuitive, medium, hypnotherapist, and interspecies communicator. Her business, Healing Energy Services, is located in Olympia, Washington. Wanda teaches you see Holy Fire Reiki for people, animals, and animal communication. Wanda's book, Choosing Energy Therapy, a practical guide to healing options for people and animals, provides information, the science, energy healing, examples of people and animal experiences, providing guidelines for selecting a provider. Wanda is a hospice provider for Reiki, healing touch, hypnotherapy, and volunteers weekly with a holistic veterinarian providing energy work. She holds a doctorate in educational leadership. So, Wanda, this is a great uh, show today that I'm looking very much to, is that how do we really communicate with our pets? I know you're going to share with us uh, the many different ways, you know, when people come to you for their animals or do pets choose you. So, I want to welcome you today to the show, Wanda Buckner of Healing Energy Services. Hi, Darielle. It's great to be here. Nice to have you. So, you know, people talk about an animal communicator and a pet psychic, and they seem to use them interchangeable. Is that true, or is there a distinction between the two? Well, there certainly is overlap. An animal communicator uses telepathy to communicate with their animals, and we all use that every day in that we are sending telepathically what we think, what we're, where we're going, how it's going to look, and they are reading everything about it. The trick with animal communication is hearing them. You know, we talked about cats before I came on, and you know that if you are going to take your cat to the vet, you cannot find that cat when it's time. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> so they understand us, but hearing them back is harder for us. And so an animal communicator using telepathy can hear, can see pictures, feel the emotions of the animal. As an animal psychic, I can go beyond that and see animals after their death, doing mediumship. I can see incidents in their lives that even their human may not be aware of. So an animal psychic can see the bigger picture beyond what the animal can directly see right there. Oh, wow. Yeah, I would have loved to had you look at a past life for my cat, Bertone. She was an amazing creature when we were, we were talking a moment ago. Well, that helps us a lot. So it's like, does communication then with our animal, how do we know um, when we're hearing them correctly? I mean, how do we really listen to them? When I teach animal communication, and everyone who teaches animal communication will do this also, is the students practice by 
finding out definite concrete things about the animal. Like if I know the color of the animal's feeding dish, then I probably know something that isn't so concrete, that may just be emotional. I worked with a horse the other day um, about a small issue, and I included in the communication that I saw him playing with a red ball. I had never seen the horse in person. I'd not seen where the horse was housed. But the human told me that there was a red ball tied to the edge of his uh, paddock where he stayed. Yeah. And so knowing that, then she could trust more the other things that I saw. Right. Well, so when we're listening to them and we're hearing this, how can we um, really increase that communication with her? I mean, we all know when our animals come up or we're sick, they come and they'll lay by your side, you know, where it's hot. I know with cats. And dogs, too. So how do we really can uh, increase that connection with them? It's about being truly in tune. What happens to us, both with people and with animals, is we have a framework that we look at the world from. And so sometimes our friends, when we hear them talking, we interpret what they're saying through our own framework. And we actually don't hear what they're truly trying to communicate. So the same thing is true with our animals. The animal may be yowling a cat, for instance, and twining around your feet. And you may think, oh, they want more food. Well, I'm not giving them more food. But that's from our framework. It may also be that she wants to go out the door. Or perhaps there is some kind of a health issue that she's trying to tell you about perhaps having difficulty pottying. So we have to be more open instead of just immediately jumping to what may seem obvious. Try a few different things. Think of yourself with a baby that can't yet talk and you're trying to figure out what they really want, what will make them comfortable. So before you have really learned animal communication, you can trust a lot that you are closely enough bonded and connected with your animal that you know what they want. And you also need to be aware that there's much more to the animal than food and going outside and coming in. And that's where a communicator and a psychic can really help you expand your concept of animal or your concept of cat beyond just this wonderful loving ball of fur that purrs. There's so much more to them. Well, that's true. I found that when I was writing my book um, that the boys came twice, and they totally took my 350 pages and put them all over, and and they came in lumps. But when I put it back together, it was more organized, and it happened twice. And I I, I often felt, I told my husband, I said, I think the boys are reorganizing the book, and it was much better. And it was. We laugh about it. But I always felt that there was some amount of truth, and it's kind of nice to be validated that the boys going, ah, we don't like that order. It's just not working right. There is so much knowingness within our animals. The other thing that sometimes people wonder is, why would you use an animal communicator? Because after all, You know your animal, you've lived together before, you've had a dozen cats before, but there does come a time sometimes, often in an emergency, when someone reaches out to me. It might be that 
their cat or dog has gone missing and there's right. a crisis and they want to find it. Or it may be that end of life is approaching and they don't know what's best and they don't know what their animal wants. Right. I actually, my little dog, Zelda, I clearly heard her say she wanted to die. She was already on a number of medications and she looked very sickly. And so I took her in for her final appointment. I mean, I signed the papers. I made a decision about the paw print, about the body. And because I always took a stool sample with me when I went to the vet, my sweetheart had gathered one up and sent it with me. And I just thanked him. I didn't say it wasn't necessary. And then when the doctor saw Zelda, who knew her, a little schnauzer, she said, well, he's... Since we have the stool sample, why not check it? Well, actually, she had a bacterial infection, and antibiotics cured it. Wow. And, right. And, Great. and truly, in that moment, she wanted to die. But when she was healthy again, of course she didn't want to die. Right. So we need to be careful. We'll be right back with more after these short messages. So st- please stay tuned. As our name suggests, Ancient Arts Veterinary provides creative wellness options for your pets and their people. There is a tangible link between the symptoms we see in animals and the people they live with. At her Seattle clinic, Dr. Ruhrs not only treats animals, but also helps their caretakers discover their part in the wellness process. Dr. Ruhrs was voted one of Seattle's top vets in 2011 and 2012. Create the health path for you and your pets today. Call 206-547-1025 or go to naturalchoice.net. Keyword search, Ancient Arts. Bastyr Center for Natural Health is the Northwest's largest natural health clinic. We are the teaching clinic of the world-renowned Bastyr University. As a leading authority in natural medicine, we offer many natural health care services, including naturopathic medicine, acupuncture, nutrition, counseling, and Ayurveda. At Bastyr Center for Natural Health, we treat the whole you. Get the care you deserve. Call 206 206- or go to naturalchoice.net, keyword search, Bastyr Center. Imagine peak health for your pets. Crown Hill Pet Supplies' hassle-free program is guaranteed to work. Peak health is easy to incorporate into your lifestyle. It begins with three simple ingredients, wholesome natural food, digestive enzymes, and fish oil. You'll love the results you see, and your pet will love you for it. Give it a try today. Crown Hill Pet Supply is your natural pet care oasis. Visit our Seattle store. Call 206-783-9570 or go to naturalchoice.net. Keyword search Crown Hill. We have special offers for Natural Choice Directory supporters. Be sure to support the sponsors of your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. My name is Paula Delgadis with the Little Bit Therapeutic Writing Center, and you're listening to the Natural Choice Network on Alternative Talk 1150. I'm back with Wanda Buckner of Healing Energy Services. And Wanda was explaining just a moment ago about how pets can really talk to you in times of emergency and when they can tell you things. But does the species, like, does it different how they talk to you from how a horse communicates to you to a cat or a dog or a bird? Or is it just that same connection and being aware of it or that communication? I don't experience any difference between a human or 
a tree or an animal of any kind, we are all part of a greater whole. I think of it like a three-dimensional spider web that is, if you can imagine, a beehive, but instead it's spider webbing. And if you are at one point on it and you touch it, it reverberates through all the other points. And so we are actually connected to everything on this earth, above and below. And we can ride those lines and understand each other and hear each other and feel each other. It's a beautiful way to be in the world, recognizing that we are part of a larger whole. It's a lovely thing that also brings with it the other side, that sometimes people are in dismay about all of the variation we see in the world. It's not all beautiful, but it's not all bad. There's a balance here that we are too close to see. Just like pixels on a camera, if they're too, if you're too close, you can't see the picture that we're making. And when we're on Earth, it's like that. We're too close to see the bigger picture. But sometimes after death, and people have, and animals have a greater perspective. They see the bigger picture and can tell us about that. Oh, that's exciting. So past life with animals is very funny. I swear that when my one cat... Um, Alex died, I could hear him calling for like three days afterwards. And you know, I always felt he was trying to tell me it, was be, you know, it would be okay, um, that he was okay. But it's like my grief was like I could hear him and hear him, and gradually it went away. Is, is that something that happens to people a lot? Or, you know, tell us about some of that animal, you know, like they're, they're you know, communicating after life or their past lives. It does happen that... Like for you, in your grief, and I have had animals actually tell me this when I'm communicated on behalf of their human, that they could not reach their human through the human's grief. And that's sort of sad. So yes, animals have a life after death, just as we have a life after death. This is not their first go-round on earth, undoubtedly, as it is not ours. And Animals can reach across the vapor much more easily than we can. For them, it's, it's like they jump through this invisible screen that there is, and they can jump back and forth anytime they want. Their lives are shorter than ours, and their time not on Earth seems to be shorter also, so they can come back and forth more easily. Humans seem to have more difficulty coalescing into a a denser spiritual form that we can see and hear. But with animals, it's back and forth and back and forth. And many people will perhaps see footprints on their bed or hear them or have a sense of them in, in the room. And they have a hard time believing it sometimes. And it's even harder for them to believe that someone they loved has not gone on. And sometimes they have gone on and sometimes not. It depends on the situation. I see. So it's like there, you know, that whole communication and like you were saying that, you know, I've had, you know, friends talk about when their favorite cat died that they could, you know, actually see and they, they would almost watch the bed indent and, and they would come at their favorite times and, you know, they could feel that presence and very comforting. And so do you, 
do they come across like um, just to, to comfort us or from the other side, again, offering more information about that, you know, they're okay and um, maybe to help the person calm down or maybe there's some decision. Do they come across and, and communicate with us? It varies with the animal. There was one that I knew who had passed before I met him, um, and I always saw him. He had been a dog in this life, and when I went to the my friend's house, I would see him as a bear outside the house, and he continued to be there watching over. But most animals go on because the next life, it's like the sirens at the sea, the next life calls them. It's beautiful. In our world, animals are meant to die. People are meant to die. The birth process is meant to happen. We watch it in a cyclical nature with our flowers. And death is not to be feared. We extend our animals' lives now. We're fortunate that we can do so. But we have to know that they don't feel about death like we do. They're not waiting for their children to graduate from college or get married, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they're on to the next thing. Well, that brings, I think, a lot of comfort to people, especially in, when they're in times and they're watching, you know, their animals as they get sick and that knowing that, that they come back and forth. And, and because they work in that world of energy, they're able to pass back and forth more easily than than yes. humans, is that right? Because they're still very instinctual. Right. Wow, that could be, you know, like a whole different thing. So what are some of the past lives that you've, you've experienced with, like, some of the animals and people? What were some of the, the most interesting lives that you've had? Um, so when I do past lives for people with a special animal, I always ask for something, a lifetime, that will have some relevance to the life they're living now. One animal had a past life with her human where the human was female and she was a cow. And it was in the mid-1800s, I would estimate, out on the plains. And the woman was alone with two children. It was um, a minimal house. There was a small garden with chickens. And there was the cow, and they raised a little food for the cow, and the man appeared to be off at war or some other place where he had not returned for a very long time. And the season passed, and it was becoming very, very cold. There wasn't enough food for the cow, and the cow was older. And the woman would go out and milk the cow, and she, she was so worried and so afraid that she wouldn't be able to feed her family because they needed that milk. And she could just lean into that cow as she milked it and feel the comfort of its breath and the warmth of its flank. And eventually the cow did die, and she didn't think she could do it, but she took her axe and she cut the cow up. She hung the pieces in their lean-to where they would be protected. They froze and she was able to use that frozen meat to feed her children. And when her husband finally did come home and she told him what had happened, he, all he said was, ah, she was a good old girl. But what the cow wanted her to know, and the cow had been a cat in this life, was that the point of that life was that she was more resilient than she thought, that she could do what it takes to do, 
to get through tough times and that animals are still giving to us after their death, which is a beautiful concept because you told me about your cat. And as you told me about her, who's long deceased, but you experienced all the joy that that cat gave you and the beautiful pictures of its actions. Absolutely. And and, and she was amazing. I was telling you that she would just vertically jump like five feet and, and grab that bird. And, you know, when people and friends would come over to visit, they would just, you would hear them suck air. It's like, oh, it's just Bertona jumping off the railing to, to catch the bird and fly. And, but they were always amazing. And I always felt very comforted. And I think a lot of people who have animals or they go to like a shelter, sometimes I've heard stories where they like reach out from their cage to, to grab somebody that says, you know, I need to go home with you. And I've heard these great, wonderful stories and adoptions about where the pet actually chooses them. Yes, it, it does happen. And whatever animal comes into our life, no matter the method, whether it's a neighborhood stray or an animal that we've perfectly selected, we have a duty to that animal to give them the very best life possible that we can and to be with them through the totality of that life. It's our contract with them, that they will live with us and we will live with them and take care of them. And they also always want us to know that their death was only a few hours or months of their life. And they want us to focus on the rest of their life, which was beautiful and loving. They're like, why are you forgetting 15 years and spending all your time grieving over these last moments. That's really um, a great thing to, to hear is that, you know, uh, celebrate us. We'll be right back with some closing thoughts from Wanda as soon as we return after these short messages. During turbulent times or life transition, it is comforting to have guidance. Get in touch with your angels and guides. Liz MacDonald at Channeled Angel Readings is a spiritual channel. She can offer thorough, concise, and specific information to help you gain inner knowledge and self-awareness. Understand, reveal, and unblock your past issues, fears, and blockages. Call Liz at 206-367-5683 today to get your reading or go to naturalchoice.net. Keyword search, Angel Readings. If you're looking for reliable natural care, the internationally recognized Tahoma Clinic and Dispensary may be just what you're looking for. Dr. Wright, the clinic's medical director, is a well-respected leader in the field of alternative medicine and bioidentical hormone replacement therapy. The clinic emphasizes a science-based approach. Many of its treatment protocols are based on its knowledge base of over 40,000 published articles in its library. To find out more about Tahoma Clinic and its three locations, call 425-264-0059 or go to naturalchoice.net. Keyword search Tahoma. Katherine Larson at Inner Source Counseling has over 30 years experience providing mental health care. She believes that therapy is a personal journey. Her mission is to offer guidance to those who are dedicated to their personal healing. Sessions are conducted in an atmosphere of warmth, openness, and respect. Katherine works with children, adults, and couples to help them find the most effective path for healing. Start your healing today. Call 206-933-1710 or go to naturalchoice.net, keyword search, inner source counseling. 
Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash 1150KKNW. This is Jamie with Motley Zoo, and you're listening to the Natural Choice Network on Alternative Talk 1150. We're back with Wanda of Healing Energy Services. Wanda, what would you like to leave our listeners with today? What I want people to know most of all is that our animals are so much more than we visually see. They have thoughts, feelings, some are very philosophical, that go far beyond what we can imagine. And one of the great joys for me working with animals is they show me the afterlife. They talk to me about how their lives were and their past lives. They say that they're like individual pearls, not pearls on a string because there's no time order. They're just individual pearls and moments. What has been most amazing for me, it has increased my respect so much to recognize that they have lived before like we have lived before, that they are at the top of their evolution and becoming even more. So look at these dear, sweet animals as much more than we can physically see. Okay, thank you very much for that, Wanda. So how can people get a hold of you um, on your website? Absolutely, wandabuckner.com. My email is wandasoffice at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you and help you with the dilemmas or exciting things that are happening with your animals. Right. You can also keyword search Wanda Buckner of Healing Energy Services on naturalchoice.net to find her contact information along with an archive of today's show. You can also find hundreds of other great resources and valuable information to help you make the best choices for you, your family, and your community. So be sure to check it out. Thank you again for joining me, Wanda, and a big thanks to our listeners for choosing to join us too. As you know, our choices create our experiences, and collectively our experiences create our community. So online, on print, or on air, thank you for making the natural choice.